That makes eight in a row for the Chicago White Sox as they were dismantled by the Tampa Bay Rays 14 to 5 on Thursday night on the south side. The White Sox are in complete free fall, and the Rays did not feel sorry for the White Sox one bit. Uh, Tampa punched the Sox in the mouth, uh, knocked them to the ground, and put their foot on their throat. It's what good teams do to inferior opponents. Uh, the White Sox proved on Thursday that they do not belong in the same building as a team like the Rays. Uh, but our White Sox will try again on Friday uh, with Lucas Giolito on the Hill. You are locked on White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Sox fans, welcome to Lockdown White Sox. Thank you for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen each and every day. Uh, we're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Sox. Uh, also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, just search Lockdown White Sox. Today's episode is sponsored by Game Time. Uh, download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Lockdown MLB. For $20 off your first purchase, last-minute tickets, lowest price uh, guaranteed. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan, recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, uh, your team every day. Uh, the Chicago White Sox play host to the Tampa Bay Rays on Friday. Lucas Giolito on the hill for the Sox. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Uh, search White Sox. Wow. Almost no words. Uh, I've got a lot of words, but uh, just you feel like you should have no words. Just speechless. Uh, our Chicago White Sox now 7-19. and 19. Uh, they have lost eight in a row. Um, it is uh, really pathetic, absolutely pathetic. They are in uh, free fall. There are no answers. Uh, Rick Hahn tried to provide a bunch of them uh, before Thursday's game. Uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, he he talked to the media for, uh, I guess Scott Merkin said, 23 minutes uh, pregame and uh, said to put the blame on himself for the horrible start to the season. Uh, this is uh, what Rick Hahn had to say uh, before Thursday's uh, lopsided loss. Uh, put it on me. Uh, that's the job. It's the absolute gig. Put it on me. I'll tell you this. Let's make this real clear. It sure as heck isn't on Pedro, uh, Hahn said. I'm not a king. I don't sit in this chair by divine birthright. It's an absolute privilege to be general manager of the White Sox, one that I need to continue to earn. It's pro sports. Uh, these things eventually come to an end, and never once has any decision that I have been involved in making has my job status had anything to do with what decision we make. It's about doing what's best for the organization based on the possibilities on the table uh, at this time. So back in October of 2022, uh, Rick Hahn said that he, if he ever felt uh, he wasn't the right person for the job, 
he would step aside and that he's thankful to have continued support from ownership. Uh, so one possibility that's on the table is that Rick Hahn just steps down, goes away, leaves. Uh, I doubt Jerry Reinsdorf would let him leave. Uh, remember the whole Kenny Williams uh, situation uh, back in 2014? He was maybe uh, going to leave. Uh, the Toronto Blue Jays were interested, and then all of a sudden uh, that stopped. Uh, Jerry Reinsdorf stepped in. Uh, but somehow, some way, Rick Hahn has to absolutely go. Uh, the problem uh, is that they'll just put uh, someone like Chris Getz in place uh, or some other cog from within the machine. Uh, the socks are rotting from the inside and need a complete overhaul of the front office and, of course, ownership. Uh, remember Kenny Williams' quote from just a few days ago in the Chicago Tribune? Accountability is not a problem here. Uh, it is a problem. It's been a problem for a while now. Uh, the Sox, uh, they're off to their worst start since 1986, 7 and 19. Uh, this is what Pedro Grafol said after Wednesday's loss uh, to the Blue Jays, which was the team's seventh loss in a row. Again, they were swept in back-to-back -back series, uh, Rays and then Blue Jays. We've got to clean it up. We've got to be tougher outs, Grafol said. I see frustration when we get behind, and we've got to clean that up. Uh, just because we get behind in a game doesn't mean we can't win a game. Uh, we've come back before. We were just down 4 nothing to Tampa last Friday and came back to took a 7-4 lead. Uh, we've got to clean some things up. Again, Grafol, uh, I, I I don't think he knows what to say right now. Um, I, I think he's trying to stay positive. Uh, again, from his quote just a, an episode or so ago, I, I don't think he had any idea that this was going to be how it was. I think he saw the lineup back in you know October, November. He saw the roster. Uh, he got a sense of what the White Sox uh, might try to do in the offseason probably quickly got a sense of, wow, the limitations, how little probably is going to be spent, uh, what kind of assets they have, which weren't a lot uh, in the farm system, and what could potentially be put together for 2023. Uh, again, uh, these were the cards that he was dealt. Uh, he said that. Uh, so he said, you know, some things need to be cleaned up. Boy, I would say there needs to be a lot of things. Maybe everything needs to be cleaned up. And after watching uh, Thursday's game, mm, I mean, it's just absolute free fall. Like, I, I don't know where the sacks go from here. I, and people are asking, well, can it get any worse? It absolutely can get worse. Not only the product on the field, uh, but the toxic, toxic stuff that's going to be going on behind closed doors. That's what I hope just somewhat stays intact. The morale of this team, that's his big job right now, is to keep things somewhat together so it doesn't get really, really nasty. Uh, and again, we might never know the full story. Uh, at the rate this is going, this could be some sort of NBC Sports Chicago uh, documentary years down the road, the 2023 Chicago White Sox. And again, it's not even May 1st yet. Uh, after Wednesday's loss to Toronto, again, heading into this uh, big homestand here, seven-game homestand, uh, Sebi Savala said, 
Uh, we have to find a way to start winning, and we can't curl up in a ball. If you curl up in a ball, then you leave our locker room. I don't think we have any of those guys, but it. But if anybody does feel that way, then it's definitely going to bring us down. Uh, and Elvis Andrews said, we're getting tested right now to see we are where we are as a team. At some point, for sure, we have to, everybody as a team, get mad and start punching people back and stop letting them punch us, which is what's happening right now. But I think that everybody is all going through the same thing right now. We know we can be way better, and we know we will be way better. Uh, Speaking of punching, I mean, the Tampa Bay Rays completely punched the White Sox square in the mouth, and that's what you do. When a team like the White Sox, an organization like the White Sox right now that are kind of lying to themselves, they're in free fall, and you get a team like the Rays that come in, the Rays just completely dismantled the White Sox. They didn't feel sorry for them. They kept punching. They smelled blood, and they attacked. Uh, and I was wondering, well, how, how would the White Sox respond You know, after this uh, just horrible road trip? Uh, they've seen Tampa before. Uh, they're back at home again, again against a familiar team uh, with a pitcher on the mound that they saw last Saturday. And we've got Dylan Cease going. You know, he could be a stopper. He's our ace. I mean, it, it just did not go well at all. Sack scored some garbage runs towards the end of the game, uh, you know, off of a you know, position player that you, you, can, you can factor those things in. But uh, it was it was over pretty early. Uh, Tampa Bay didn't mess around. You know, they 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 absolutely did what good teams do. You know, they, they don't have lapses. You know, they don't like play down to the competition. They took it right to the Chicago White Sox on Thursday. This could be a rough weekend. Uh, again, I thought the, the White Sox might have a better experience, you know, against the Rays, you know, seeing them the second time around. Uh, but Thursday was just a nightmare experience. Uh, more on that uh, in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. GameTime is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Uh, Forget planning months in advance. GameTime has deals on the tickets right up to the day of the event. Uh, Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. Uh, The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account and redeem code locked on MLB for $20 off. Uh, download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price uh, guaranteed. White Sox play the Tampa Bay Rays once again on Friday night on the South Side. Lucas Giolito on the hill to kick things off. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search White Sox. It was game 26 on Thursday. Sox uh, fell, uh, were kicked, uh, were dismantled by the Tampa Bay Rays, 14-5. to 5. 
the recorded attendance, a little over 11,000. Boy, it didn't look like that uh, from the TV. Now, I thought the lineup was pretty solid uh, that was thrown out there on Thursday. I mean, really, uh, at least the best that Grafol has to work with right now, uh, Luis Robert Jr. back in that three spot. Uh, McClellahan, uh, you know, he's on the mound for the Rays, lefty with some nasty stuff, swing and miss stuff. Uh, he'll make you chase, chase that change up. Uh, White Sox struck out 17 times on Wednesday against the Blue Jays. That's what was going on in their mind uh, coming in on Thursday. Uh, top of the first, Dylan Cease on the hill. Wow, a pickoff move. We've seen these pickoff moves go horribly wrong. Uh, Sox were able to orchestrate a, a uh, successful one. It was an efficient inning for Dylan Cease, only 12 pitches in the first. Uh, it didn't go uh, that well uh, the rest of the game for him. Uh, bottom first, uh, McClellahan, uh, Andrew Vaughn with an opposite field base hit, and then Luis Robert Jr. had a walk. It was unbelievable. First and second, uh, only one out, and the Loy Jimenez ground out, but did advance runners, uh, so but he was sprinting to first base. That was my big worry with Aloy Jimenez sprinting down the line. It was early in the game, though. So you got two outs, and Yasmani Grandal uh, flew out to center. Two runners stranded uh, in scoring position. Top of the second, here come those Rays. Uh, they were ready to hit in the second inning. They made some quick adjustments. Uh, Colas misplayed a ball in right field. It ended up being a triple. Uh, Colas, uh, he took a straight route uh, to this ball hit kind of in the gap, but more closer to him, I would say, in right field. Instead of having a rounded off approach, Stone was talking about on the telecast. If you played the outfield before, uh, at, you know, maybe a, a high school level or beyond, you know, about rounding off a ball out into the outfield is something hopefully he will learn quickly and that mistake isn't made again. Uh, another base hit raised quickly on board. It uh, looks like the Rays really did their homework against Dylan Cease, being patient, which the Rays are a patient team, but especially on Thursday night. Uh, wondering how Cease will respond, having some problems early, early. He is calling his own game still. Lots of breaking stuff. Yasmani Grandal was getting a workout behind home plate. Uh, Cease having trouble locating that knuckle curve and slider. Uh, then he hung one. And it was blasted, a two-run double into the gap in right center field. 31 pitches in the inning uh, for Dylan Cease. It was 3 nothing Rays after two. You know, a good team like the Tampa Bay Rays, uh, they will exploit their opponent's weaknesses, and then they will make it hurt. Uh, usually very patient. They'll take, they'll take extra bases, um, hit mistakes, and pile it on early, uh, just trying to bury you. Uh, bottom of the second, uh, Sacks need a long inning uh, after Dylan Cease uh, gave up 31 pitches. Got to give him some rest. You know, Tampa put those three runs up on the board. Uh, a leadoff walk by Berger. So you're thinking, here we go. Uh, nice job of hitting by Lenin Sosa. Two out RBI double, which is nice. It was 3-1 Rays. Uh, and then the top of the third solo home run from Brandon Lau. Man, he has absolutely been a thorn in the side for the White Sox. They get the run back, so it's 4-1 Rays. Uh, good to see that home runs can be hit uh, on the south side. like to see the White Sox try it eventually. Uh, they did later on, which was kind of an interesting display. 
A pretty impressive Sacks defense from Colas and Robert in that inning. Uh, Cease with 64 pitches after the third inning. This has been such a problem for our starters. They just can't go uh, deep into a game, throwing way too many pitches. And this is what happens with someone like Dylan Cease, uh, who is a strikeout pitcher and relies on that slider, the knuckle curve, the wipeout stuff. When it's getting fouled off, and they aren't swinging and missing, and they are not sitting down. You know, you're not necessarily uh, pitching to contact, and you there's a lot of pitches that get racked up. I mean, Brandon Lau, he had he had three crazy at bats where he saw like 20 plus pitches combined against C's. Uh, bottom of the third for the Sox, maybe they can get something going here. Ground out, ground out, strikeout. Which, if you've been watching any White Sox baseball, that sounds familiar. Uh, top of four. Seven pitch inning, so great rebound from Dylan Cease. Uh, looked far more comfortable. Uh, bottom of the fourth, Jake Berger with a line drive home run to a left field, tucked around the foul pole. Four two sacks. Good to see the sacks hitting home runs. And now they have a home run celebration jacket. Uh, this long black trench coat uh, with Southside uh, down the sleeves. Uh, white sacks patches and a black fedora it sounds like that was a collaboration between jake berger and elvis andrews uh, you see all these other teams in major league baseball with these grand celebrations in the dugout with costumes and uh, all this kind of stuff so it looks like the sacks uh, have that uh top of fifth scary moment line drive came right back to dylan cease it hit his glove thankfully uh, but no play was made behind him tampa bay with runners on first and second and nobody out uh, Arena with a full count and he walked. Uh, Cease did not throw many competitive pitches during that at bat. Uh, bases loaded, nobody out. Brandon Lau, who homered already, a lengthy at bat. More pitches you see, the more dangerous you become. He hit a two run uh, base hit up the middle, 6 2 raise. Cease is knocked out of the game after that. Still nobody out. A bummer coming in. Tampa scored. Uh, one more in the inning. Uh, could have been worse, I guess. It was 7-2 Tampa. Uh, Cease's final line, four innings, nine hits, uh, six earned runs, a couple of walks, three strikeouts, gave up a home run. His ERA climbing. It's now at 4.15. He threw 99 pitches. Four innings is unacceptable for your ace sack starters that is such a problem throwing way too many pitches and uh, having a a very porous bullpen a, a difficult bullpen try to make up for innings um bottom of the fifth absolutely nothing for the white sacks it was a terribly painfully quick inning from them uh, top of the six jake deekman's in the game uh there was a misplay at second by sosa then an error by vaughn eight to two uh tampa bay uh, then the wheels really came off. Bases clearing double, 11-2 raise. Another hit made it 12-2. You hear the audible boos uh, through the uh, TV. Santos came in. I didn't quite know why Gregory Santos came in, maybe to get work. Just let Jake Diekman wear it at that point. It's 12-2. Uh, Benetti made a comment. Uh, he said, this has been one of those when it rains, it pours kind of nights for the hometown nine. And uh, boy, Benetti, come on, man. Definitely not just one night. It's been many, many, many nights for the White Sox. Uh, bottom of the six, Yaz had a leadoff double. 
uh, off of old White Sox prospect legend Zach Birdie. I could not believe that he is back in the league. Wow. Boy, did we have high hopes for Zach Birdie. Uh, that leadoff double was stranded, of course. Uh, top of seven, Graveman gave up a whole, whole a solo home run to Diaz. 13-2 Rays. Uh, Tampa made it 14-3 with something off of Joe Kelly. Again, Sox got some garbage runs in the bottom of the ninth. It didn't really matter at that point. Uh, overall, five runs, 11 hits. Uh, Sox were three for 14 with runners in scoring position. Sox bullpen, Bummer, Deekman, Santos, Graveman, Lopez, Kelly. Wow, we still have three more games of this series. No off days. Uh, five innings from the bullpen, seven runs, seven hits. Uh, five of those seven runs were uh, from Deekman, uh, two walks and six strikeouts. Wow. Uh, some injuries uh, to get you updated on. In an interesting way, uh, Jake Berger has approached plate discipline. Uh, more on that uh, in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Baseball GM. Uh, this new and exciting game allows you to manage every strategic aspect of a franchise, uh, playing through seasons and leading your franchise and fans to glory as you build a historic a dynasty that I'm sure will include a parade. In the simulation, you're responsible for hiring the right coaches and staff, scouting and drafting players, navigating your franchise through free agency and all the ups and downs of a season. All this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Baseball GM is completely free and playable offline. Play on the go as you want and when you want to. Uh, Lockdown White Sox listeners get 100% free booze to their franchise when using the code uh, locked on in the game store. So make sure you check it out. Download the game. Just visit probaseballgm.com. Scan the code or look it up in the app stores. That's probaseballgm.com. Ultimate Baseball GM. Uh, start your dynasty today. So we've been talking plate discipline for a while now about this uh, White Sox team. They just don't have it. Uh, some of them are working on it, and uh, you've seen some results from Jake Berger. This uh, was part of an interesting athletic article by James Fegan uh, just recently, and, th and this is what uh, Fegan had to say in that article. Uh, there's a tool to accelerate the process, and it's called iPitch, a machine that simulates the movement, speeds, and locations that hitters will see in a game, modeling the pitchers they will face. Uh, Jake Berger, in particular, swears by it, employing it in the offseason and throughout the regular season to increase the reps he has of hunting when he uh, wants at the plate. Uh, Berger said repetition is key. Uh, we have it at home, but we don't have it on the road. Uh, my home splits are a lot better. I wish we could have it on the road. I think we're making strides to bring it uh, with us on the road. When I use it at home, right before I go up for a for an at-bat, I've seen every pitch that this guy has, and it's easier to repeat it on the field. That right there, somebody from White Sox front office, if Jake Berger's not going to individually go to players or to Grafol or to Tosar or to Johnson or to Castro, whoever, and say, look, this thing is gold. It has helped me out so much. I really would encourage everybody to give it a shot if they're not trying it. And we absolutely have to have this on the road. Uh, he's got to tell somebody if he hasn't. I'm sure he has. Now this article is public. 
but you've seen what Jake Berger has been able to do. He's scuffled as of late. Uh, but if he swears by this, if anything, to try something new, put this type of eye pitch in play. And I don't know if players have, pre- have been presented with this and they just don't want to use it. Uh, may I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's the case. But something has to change. And, and hopefully for Jake's sake and any others that are using it, they get this uh, for the road. Uh, some injury updates before Thursday's game. Uh, Yohan Mankata has been dealing with a protruding disc that's impinging on a nerve in his lower back. That does not sound good at all. Uh, no really word on what's going on with him uh, in terms of like a rehab stint or beyond. Uh, Tim Anderson and Hanser Alberto uh, getting set for rehab stints at Charlotte. Uh, White Sox. Uh, problems go beyond TA's absence, but they are two and 11 since he sprained his knee uh, in Minnesota. Uh, speaking of Minnesota, during the upcoming Minnesota series, this is awesome news. Uh, Liam Hendricks will be here in Chicago doing his own prehab assignment check in uh, with his prehab assignment beginning potentially uh, immediately after that series, uh, said Rick Hahn. Uh, So Friday, you've got Lucas Giolito, of course, on the hill. Saturday, Lance Lynn, that is that hockey jersey giveaway, that 1983 hockey jersey. Uh, I'm going to be out there at the ballpark on Saturday. Weather's not looking great, uh, so maybe we'll see some listeners out there at 35th and Shield. Hopefully get there early for that hockey jersey. I like the look of it this year, uh, opposed to the Southside one. Not a bad one last year. Like that one, too. But I, I like this uh, Hitman logo, the 83 logo on the hockey jersey. Uh, Sunday, you've got Mike Clevenger on the hill, the series finale. Uh, folks, thank you so very much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere. Uh, you find your podcast. We're on Twitter at Lockdown Sox. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore uh, GGTB. Hey, and don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, pass it along to other White Sox fans in your life. Uh, Sox taking on the Tampa Bay Rays. Lucas Giolito on the hill. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Uh, search White Sox. Thanks for making Lockdown White Sacks your first listen every day. And hey, everydayers, you know who you are. Uh, on the next episode, I will recap the weekend that was for our White Sacks. Hopefully, I've got some better news and we'll get you ready for that Minnesota Twins series. Appreciate you making time for the Lockdown White Sacks podcast. I'm Nick Morowski. Until next time, go Sacks.